Welcome, everybody, to the first episode of Kill Them All. I'm a Serac, the Arch Lich. We'll talk more about my qualifications in a minute. But first, what is Kill Them All? Simply put, it's a podcast about world domination. If, like me, you're interested in raising an army of the undead to ravage an unsuspecting world, you belong here. If, like others, you want to extract as much fortune, fame, and wealth as possible from the unwashed masses, you belong here. If you want to feed brains to a gigantic brain you worship in your basement, we have room for you too. Or if you just want to kill everyone so that you're the only sentient being left, we named the podcast after that desire, specifically, Kill Them All! Now who am I? As I alluded earlier, I'm an arch lich, an undead wizard. I've trapped the souls of thousands of naive adventurers out to get me. But we all have to start somewhere. Today I'm interviewing a new player on the block, who at this point only has a lifespan of 11 days. But I'm sure he'll soon be beyond death and will be colleagues for centuries to come. Please join me in welcoming Meepo the Kobold. Thank you, Sarah. It's an honor to be here. Tell us what you're all about, Meepo. Well... It's much more humble compared to the stuff you're getting up to. I'm new to the business, you might say, but I have about a hundred children, and they're all hungry, so I really need uh, to get into villaining. You know, I was kind of forced into it. It's hard out there for a single father. But do you enjoy being a villain now? Oh, Osmodius, yes. There's nothing like getting the better of some stupid farmer who thinks they're tough enough to come into your lair. Boy, do I know that feeling. Tell us about the most powerful adventurer you ever killed. Oh, that would definitely be Yatiba Hingledorf, a halfling cleric of Helm. She had this glowing flail that turned purple every time it drew blood. Ugh, these magic weapons always with the blood stuff. She actually came alone, which was bold of her. A lone cleric, interesting. I was out of spells for the day, so I knocked her upside the head with a sharp rock. Then I put her in a loincloth, and I tied her up on my altar to bullrig the dragon lord. Classic. I thought so, too. But she complained about it being sexist and old-fashioned, so I tied up a few male prisoners in the same way next to her before I sacrificed them, all to bullrig. That was very progressive of you. You said you were out of spells. I didn't know you were a fellow spellcaster. Oh, it's not much. I mostly just light things on fire. You know... As the centuries have passed, the more I learn about spellcasting, the more I can respect a good, simple fire. That's good to hear, but I'm on the right track. I like the way it sparkles. I like the scars it leaves on my enemies. I like burning down temples and orphanages. There's nothing like the smell of human fat roasting in a raging inferno. Not that I can smell much these days. Ooh, I've never burned down a temple before. You haven't? Oh, I'm excited for you. You never forget your first temple. Anyway, tell us about your plans for the future. Well, I mentioned Bulldog of the Dragon Lord before. I worship him, but I also actually know where he lives. And it's not too far from the little smuggling operation I run. So I offer him tribute from time to time, and we've been getting chummy. Eventually, I'm going to ask him if he will turn me into a dragon. I've heard that's how kobolds can extend their lifespan. Good thinking. You know, villaining is really a meritocracy. Hard work is rewarded. If you deliver Bullrig the head of the nearest mayor or something, I think you have a good chance. 
Or he'll burn you to cinders for asking. He's actually a green dragon with poison breath, so I'm going to wear a respirator when I ask. And if that goes well, from there, I'll have a good 750 years of life before I start having to think about necromancy. I know most dragons look down their nose at magic that brings you beyond life and death, but I can't recommend it enough. I've never felt more alive, or dead, I suppose. Yeah, if turning into a dragon doesn't pan out, I might have to pick your brain on becoming a lich. A cobalt lich. There's a first time for everything, I suppose. I needed a good 30 years to understand the magic that made me immortal, but perhaps you're a quicker study than I was. I'd really like to escape the cold embrace of death. I'm pretty sure I will go to the Nine Hells after I die. I remember those days, fearing divine retribution, extending my lifespan with one potion or another. You know, sometimes I miss that. It's all so easy now. Well, I only have 11 days left of my natural lifespan, so I better get cracking. We'll let you get back to it, Mevo. You know what? I'll have my people send you some notes on how to trap adventurers' souls. You can use those to live longer. I would be so grateful for that. Not a problem. We'll see you later. Now, wasn't that something? You've got to admire that little guy's courage. There are so many adventurers that could split his skull in half. But does that stop him? No. He presses on, irrespective of the danger. I guess as a single father, that's what you have to do. Like Meepo, this podcast has humble origins. An arch lich interviewing a kobold? Some would find it ridiculous. But in this show, we hope to catalog all sorts of perspectives on what it's like to be a villain. Contrary to what some say, I think there's more than one right way to do it. So if you're a villain bent on world domination, or an orc marauding through dwarven mines, or even if you're just a mayor with a mean streak and an unscrupulous arrangement with the Thieves' Guild, we want to talk to you. Contact us by Ascending Stone. You can find one in the Emerald Crater. Until next time, remember, kill them all!